You are listening to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast, the only show 100% dedicated to highlighting women in all areas of the pet industry. I'm your host, Tori Mystic. And today I am excited to share with you part two of a little mini series about the biggest inspiration in my business, the reason why I do what I do. Of course, that is my dogs. So a couple of weeks ago on episode 264, I told you all about Lucy, how we met, what she likes to do, what her plans are for the future. Uh, and today I'm going to tell you all about Bert. If you don't know, my two chocolate labs, Bert and Lucy, are truly the inspiration behind everything that I do. They're the reason why I wake up in the morning for several reasons, <laughs> which I'll get into here, especially when it comes to Bert. Uh, and they just they bring so much joy and uh, happiness to my life. So it's honestly my pleasure to dedicate a whole episode to each of my dogs. It's also a nice little break because this month has been really hectic with work. You might have noticed that I am closing down the Wear Wag Repeat online shop. It is actually closing very soon. So if you want to get in on my closing sale, you better go to shop.wearwagrepeat.com. I have sales throughout the store on everything. Uh, lots of cute dog mom apparel. Dog mom's day is coming up. So if you want to get some gifts for that, it's a really great time to place your order. If you want to learn more about why I'm closing the shop, come say hi over on Instagram at wearwagrepeat. I kind of shared some of the reasons why I'm closing the shop. I also talked about it in the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group, which is a great place to connect with other women petpreneurs. So I've been busy just organizing that. I've also been really busy with my two group programs I'm doing right now. I have, of course, Wear Wag Repeat Society, which is every single month for the past two and a half years, which is awesome. And this month, our focus has been SEO implementation. So I created a lesson about that, have hosted some calls, and of course, I got to walk the walk. So I've been doing a bunch of SEO implementation on my own website, trying to make some updates, uh, and not just on my website, but on some of my social media as well, because SEO can happen on page and off page. So if you want to learn more about that, <laughs> you should join us in Wearwag Repeat Society. The other group program I'm doing right now, of course, is my course creator mastermind. Just realized I said course twice in a row there, but uh, excuse my little word vomit, I guess you could say. Uh, the course creator mastermind, we are halfway through this eight-week program. I am so excited. I have four petpreneurs creating four very unique and different online courses or online programs, and they're all going to be announced to my entire audience on June 1st. So I'm really excited. I can't believe that's just about a month away. Well, a month, give or take. Uh, and so I'm really excited to share that with you guys. But it's just been a busy month doing all of those work-related things. So it's really a nice little break, a little change of pace to talk to you all about BERT. 
So similar to how I did the episode about Lucy, I'm going to tell you how I met Bert, um, some of his early mischief and interesting, unique qualities. <laughs> I'll also do some rapid fire, as, as rapid as I can, because I could kind of go on and on about my dogs, but I'll try and do some rapid fire questions about sort of his likes and dislikes. And then I will also talk about Bert's big hobby, which is barn hunt. And I'm so thankful for him um, for inspiring me to explore that and get into that. Okay, so let's dive in with how I met Mr. Bert, Bert, Bert. Of course, he is lying right next to me, which he is always right by my side. Lucy is downstairs, probably napping, but she just kind of likes to have her space. She doesn't feel the need to be right next to me at all times. Bert, on the other hand, we need to be practically touching <laughs> all the time. I love him so much, but sometimes it's a little bit much. If you if you have a Velcro dog, then you know what I'm talking about. But he usually is sleeping right next to me in my office all day long when I'm working, and that's what he's doing right now. So I don't know if he is listening, but I know he's going to appreciate a whole episode all about him. So uh, let's kind of look back. I got Bert in September of 2018, but it was a long time coming because I had had another dog before Bert. Um, I had a dog that lived with Lucy, um, that I raised with Lucy, uh, who was older. I got Lucy when Lola was nine years old. And so when Lola passed, um, she was 13 and a half. And I think I had, you know, a year and a half or so, maybe two years of just being me and Lucy. But of course, if you're a two dog person, and I really like having two dogs, I couldn't resist the temptation of of adding a second dog to our lives. But I really kind of took my time and I, I wasn't even in the market really for a second dog when I saw Bert's profile. I used to do this very dangerous game. It's kind of a Russian roulette of sorts where I would pull up Pet Finder and <laughs> search for chocolate labs to share them on my Instagram account because I have such a big reach. I thought that would be just a great public service um, to help out some of these adoptable chocolate labs. Uh, and I, I limited it just to chocolate labs, really just to kind of um, narrow the playing field so it wasn't like 8 million dogs all the time. And so I would just search for chocolate labs and every couple months I would do this. And one day uh, I saw Bert <laughs> and I don't know why I had never seen him before because he had been in the shelter for over a year when I saw his profile. And I don't know why I overlooked him or didn't see him or what happened. Maybe I changed my search criteria slightly, or maybe he wasn't on PetFinder for some reason. I don't really know, you guys. But one day I saw this profile and I thought to myself, is this an English lab? Because the photo, like a lot of rescue photos, shelter photos, was just like a blurry photo. And there was only one picture, I think. So it was very hard to tell what was going on. And his profile had no information. <laughs> it just said, adult, special needs, um, cannot, can't be with kids. And, um, and that, I think that was all it said. And so I really didn't know much about her. There might've been a short little description. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but those are the main facts that stuck out. It was pretty bare bones. And for some reason that lackluster description, I was like, oh my God, he sounds amazing. I have to meet this guy. <laughs> 
And I called the shelter. It was a Sunday, I think, when I was doing this. So I called them uh, the next day and inquired for some more information about Mr. Burt. And that's when I learned um, what his special need was. And that is that he has epilepsy. And he had to take medication twice a day, every single day, to manage this. Otherwise, he would have seizures. And that the shelter had been working on this for a long time, and they had him on a lot of medication to manage this. I also asked about not being good around kids, and they just said, well, he's really big and high energy, and uh, we don't know really how he does. He might knock him over or something. So um, I decided <laughs> to drive out there. It was about 45 minutes away driving from my house. And I think the next day I, I drove out and met him, maybe on a Tuesday or something. And uh, this was in late August, early September of 2018. And I went out and I met Bert just by myself. And I just knew from the moment that I met him that he was just the dog for me. And uh, I could just tell having had Labradors. And I think if you have a particular breed that you have always had, you know, people like to say, I don't pick breeds, you know, rescue is my favorite breed, but no, you really do kind of get to know certain breeds and their characteristics and their qualities. They do have unique characteristics that kind of stick with that breed. And so having been a person that's always had Labradors, I could tell that this dog was not jumping off the walls and he was jumping off the walls. Um, He wasn't doing that because he was a bad dog. He just didn't have enough exercise and enough attention. And I knew that I could be the person to provide him with that. I also kind of felt that if I didn't rescue him, nobody else would because he'd been there for so long. Luckily, it was a no-kill shelter, so they would just keep him as long as they had to. But this boy, he needed a life. Uh, He needed a home. He needed a family. He needed exercise, proper nutrition. He needed all of these things to give him a better quality of life because in the shelter, they just have limited resources. They're volunteers. They're walk the dogs, but they only have so much time that they can volunteer. And they're dealing with limited um, resources and and food and all of that kind of stuff. So he really needed a special home to take him. And uh, so I decided that. I, I officially applied. I was officially approved, but I had to bring Lucy out to introduce him. And somehow... One of those days in between there was the Labor Day dog swim that I take Lucy to every year. And I remember, and my friend Andrea reminds me of this all the time, that I saw her and her chocolate lab, Lucy, there. And I told them um, I might be getting a second dog. And so it was right around Labor Day of 2018. And sure enough, the next day I took Lucy out to meet Bert. They hit it off immediately. I was kind of nervous because someone at the shelter said something like, oh, he's had other meet and greets that didn't go well. (laughs) So I was like, oh God. Luckily, Lucy is kind of aloof and a little bit of a snob. And so she was like, oh, you, I don't really care about you, (laughs) which turned out to be the best way for them to get along because Bert can be a bit of a nudge. And he can kind of get in there and annoy you and kind of push push a little too far. He likes to play a little bit too hard. He gets a little, he loses his mind sometimes. It's a little out of control. And Lucy is the perfect pairing for him because 
she just doesn't give a crap. She's not going to put up with any of that crap. And uh, they, and because of that, they're just the perfect pair. I, I tell people that they're soulmates. People ask me almost every single day if they're related. And I say, no, they're soulmates um, because they're just, they get along so well. So anyhow, that's, that's how I met Bert and how I ended up bringing him home. Of course, I mentioned that he does have epilepsy and that I knew I would have to give him uh, some drugs every day to control his seizures. But when the shelter handed over like four giant, like the big, like supersized prescription bottles, the big orange bottles, I was like, wait, what? They're like, give him four of these and three and a half of those and four of those. Whoo, guys, he started off on a lot of medication. But that's what he needed to control his seizures. And I think that um, it's a combination of, of lifestyle and nutrition and exercise and stress and all of these things um, that kind of contribute. So luckily in his new environment here at home with us where it's you know not as stressful, he gets more exercise, he gets great nutrition, um, all, all the greatest things that he could possibly have, we were able to reduce his medication significantly. And so now uh, the drug that he takes is phenobarbital to control his seizures. He used to take a combo of phenobarbital and zanisamide, but now he takes phenobarbital. And um, it's just interesting talking to people about this. I get every once in a while I run into someone who is a who's a real know-it-all and and wants to tell me what drugs he should be on and what dosage he should be on. Um, but the the truth of the matter is that with epilepsy, with people and with dogs, there's just not really a lot known about the how and why and what. And kind of the general consensus is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if you happen to find a, a, a method that helps control your dog's seizures, it uh, doesn't mean that's going to work for every dog and every case is kind of unique. So this is what works for us. Um, and uh, Bert's doing really, really great. In the time that I've had him, uh, he's only had two seizures that I can recall uh, and that I know of that I was home for. So he's doing he's doing really, really well. Prior to that, he was having several a week uh, until the shelter increased his meds and they were able to control it to like once a month. And then once he's home with me, it's only been uh, two in the last like five years. So that's really, really good. Um, some of the other things to consider when you are adopting a senior dog. So Bert, uh, he, they said he was around six or seven. And at the time, Lucy was six and a half. And so we did not know Bert's birth date. He didn't have a birth date listed. So I just gave him Lucy's birth date. So now they share a birthday. It's fe February 6th, 2012 is both of the dog's birthday, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Uh, and I just, I, it's nice having had two dogs that were nine years apart. It's kind of nice to have two dogs that are the same age, give or take. We don't know for Bert exactly. Um, but something to consider with adopting an older dog is it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're low energy. Bert had a lot of energy and got into a lot of mischief. And I learned a lot in the first couple months that I had him. So, you know, Lucy, we'd been coexisting and living together for years, for about six and a half years to be exact. Uh, and, you know, I had her food in certain places. I, I used to keep the dog food in the kitchen cabinets, lower cabinets. And I had other things in certain places and everything was fine. Uh, until Bert came home and 
and quickly realized that we were going to have to rearrange some things. So in the early days, he would open up the kitchen cabinet and go in the food bin. Then one day he ripped the cabinet door off the frame and I had an open concept kitchen for a little while. He would open the drawers and take out like red pepper flakes and take them over to the couch and just sprinkle red pepper flakes all over the couch. That was very interesting. (laughs) Bert also famously opened up the freezer and would take things out of the freezer. (laughs) One time my niece was staying here and Um, we came in and Bert had opened up the freezer and taken out all kinds of things and left them to just defrost on the floor. And I was like, what a little jerk. You could at least eat them. (laughs) Now I have to throw them all away. So he did that. Bert also famously would jump up on the kitchen counters and I set up a hidden camera to capture how he did that. And because he's a big dog, he's a big boy. He's like 90 pounds. And he's also allegedly a senior adult dog. He would just like levitate up onto the counter. Unbelievable. This boy, he can jump. And uh, a video of him jumping on the counter was actually featured on Good Morning America in 2020. So they were doing a segment on separation anxiety and a producer from the show reached out to me on Instagram and said, I really want to get your dogs featured on the show. Is it, is there any chance they have separation anxiety? And I was like, uh, yeah, Bert definitely does. Um, and so, you know, I when he was doing that counter surfing, I called it extreme counter surfing. I reached out to a lot of people for advice, a lot of dog trainers for advice. And actually our favorite dog trainer here in Pittsburgh, Brett Reynolds, I uh, was doing therapy dog training with Lucy and I told him about what Bert was doing on the counter. And I was like, do you uh, have any suggestions for what I should do about this? And he just kind of laughed and rolled his eyes and was like, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Uh, because he wasn't trying to get food or anything on the counter, what we ended up figuring out was that Bert wanted to see where I was going and when I was coming back. So he really does have separation anxiety, and he still does. And uh, he would jump up on the counter so he could look out the kitchen window so he could see where I was going and when I was coming back. And in fact, he would sit on the kitchen counter like a cat and just lay there and like stare out the window in sadness and wait for me to come back. So the the main um, way that I remedied this was one, someone had a great suggestion. I can't remember who it was. This was years ago to put a window cling uh, on the window to make it frosted so that he couldn't see out the window so that it would kind of remove that temptation of going up there because once he got there, it wasn't very helpful. So that actually really helped. And then the main thing is I just went out the front door. Duh. Sometimes the most simple solutions are things that we can do. We don't always have to like, quote unquote, fix our dogs. Sometimes we have to fix our own behavior. So I just started going out a different door and that really solved a lot of his extreme counter surfing. So that's something fun about Bert. All right. Now, how about a little rapid fire here? Um, I'm going to do some likes and dislikes, I guess. Uh, Food. Bert likes all foods. (laughs) I've never met a food that he does not like. The only thing that Bert will not eat 
is egg shells, which is a very specific thing. And I don't blame him because I wouldn't want to eat egg shells either. But Lucy loves egg shells. She thinks they're like potato chips. She just crunch, 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 crunch. But Bert spits them out all over the place and makes a big mess. So we don't give him egg shells anymore. That's literally the only food that Bert does not like. I'm not even sure I would consider egg shells to be a food. So I kind of had to reach a little bit for that one. Uh, but something that, that Bert does not like is water. So even though he's a Labrador, he does not like to swim. He hates swimming. And when I first got him, he didn't even want his little tootsie toes to touch the water. He would leap. He would like take a running leap to leap over the creek or a puddle or anything. He hated water so much. And so we've worked on him. He's gotten a lot better. He will now walk through the water and drink it and slurp it and cool off and all that kind of stuff. But he hates swimming. So I've taken him stand up paddle boarding with me and Lucy before and he hates it. (laughs) So I try not to make him do that anymore. One thing that he does love is belly rubs. So usually in the morning when we wake up, Lucy is usually usually gotten out of bed already and is staring with her chin resting on the side of my mattress, just staring at me, willing me to wake up and get up. And Bert is usually lying next to me. And so when we wake up, he will roll over on his back and stretch out his his front legs really far in the front, his back legs, he stretches them way out and he loves to get belly rubs and just kind of like squish around in bed for a couple minutes before we get up. Of course, we do have to get up every morning because of Bert, because he has to take his phenobarbital every 12 hours, almost on the dot. So I do his phenobarbital with his breakfast at 7 a.m. and then usually with a treat at 7 p.m. So we always have to get up around 6.45 every single day of the year to make sure that Bert gets his meds on time. I would love for someone to help me with that, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. So that's our, our morning routine. Uh, and then I have written down here favorite toys. This one I kind of had to think about for a second because Lucy has a lot of favorite toys that she loves to carry toys around in her mouth and cuddle with them and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, what are Bert's favorite toys? And then uh, I, I thought of some of his things that he does like to do. And I think this kind of almost makes me a little bit bittersweet, but he does like to play by himself. And I think this goes back to being in the shelter for so long. Um, one of the things they told me at the shelter was that he he played kind of rough or would just kind of get a little too excited. So they often put him out in the dog run all by himself. And I could see why he does need supervision when he's playing because he can just get a little bit extra. And so he adapted and learned how to play by himself. And so Bert loves to take any kind of toy that he can whip around his head like a helicopter. So it might be like a tug toy or any kind of rope. We have a fleece rope that we really like. Um, It's like a braided fleece thing. And he loves that. He loves anything that he can kind of like whip around and fling around above his head and kind of toss it in the air and then go get it himself and fling it again and go get it himself. It's really kind of cute. Um, He's not... He does not have a favorite toy, though, um, but he does like things he can fling around. 
he's not a big stuffed animal guy. Even though Bert uh, will put anything in his mouth, (laughs) he does not put stuff in his mouth like on demand. So if I ask him to hold something or take something, um, that's not a cue that we've really worked on. He just doesn't really do it naturally. However, um, when we are walking around in the woods, he will find just about anything and put it in his mouth. So I know I know he is capable of carrying things around. He just doesn't do it with toys. So um, speaking of Bert going in the woods and just finding random crap, uh, he just has a nose on him that is not like any other dog I've had before. And he would go out in the woods on on our walks. We have a lot of places we're lucky that um, the dogs are able to be off leash in the woods. But Bert would go and find deer parts or whole deer. And um, he he gets into some nasty, nasty things. I'm going to spare you the details. Uh, if, if you know me, I may have shared some of this. I, I might have shared some of it on social media. I try not to because... I don't want anyone to yell at me for like animal cruelty or something, but Bert, he generally finds things that are already dead. Okay, guys, so leave leave us alone. <laughs> I can't really control it. I did ask the vet one time uh, about this. I said, Bert, he just, I can't, there's nothing I can seem to do. Like he just will eat the weirdest things. Like one time we were on vacation and he found a turtle shell. It was just the turtle. There was no turtle in it. It was just the shell. I mean, um, and he, I was like, well, you know, if he wants to kind of chew on that and have at it, he was, he was chewing. He ate this turtle shell. You guys, it was very interesting. (laughs) And I was joking. I was like, that would be a very expensive chew. we bought it at the at the pet store so yeah go for it Bert um but he's eaten a turtle shell he's he likes to try and just kind of chew and crunch on um deer leg bones that we find out in the woods or that he finds and then I I usually let him chew on it for like five or ten minutes and then um the minute he drops it I kind of yank him away and we leave the bones for someone else to find and and head out of the park so you know, he's, he will, he will leave stuff, uh, if I need him to, but this kind of natural inclination for finding things led us to discover barn hunt. And I think it was actually Jen from, um, the blog long haul trekkers. And now her Instagram is Libra dog training, I believe. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes for you guys. Um, but I think Jen is the first person I ever saw a post about barn hunt. And she was maybe just doing a practice. I don't think it was a trial. And it, it, if you're not familiar, I've talked about it so much. Oh my gosh, you're probably like, stop telling us about barn hunt. Um, but it's basically a ring with straw bales all set up. And hidden amongst the straw bales are these PVC tubes with air holes and stuff in them. And they're closed on both ends. But inside of the tube is a live rat. And the rats are very cared for, very humanely treated. They take the rat's safety and well-being very seriously. So don't worry about that. The dogs never, ever touch the rats. They're someone, someone cares for these. They're like pets, basically. Um, but this is what barn hunt is. So I discovered this and I was like, we have to do this. So I started researching and there was just no classes anywhere around the Pittsburgh area. But there was a place that was doing trials and a trial is like the competition. 
And so I did as much research as I could online, which was kind of hard. There wasn't a lot of information. And I was like, okay, well, let's just let's just try it. And I asked my dad to come with me the first time because I was like, I'm, I'm driving to rural Ohio uh, to let my dog uh, try and catch rats. And I have no idea what it's going to be like, um, but it's going to be funny. It's going to be a unique experience. And I needed someone else to come with me <laughs> so that we could talk about it later. And it was so funny. Like, I I love it and I'm this is no hate. I love it so much. But the group of people who do barn hunt, the parking lot is full of everyone's car has a bumper sticker related to rats and barn hunt and ratting or something like that. And it's just hysterical. I've never ever even heard of this activity and yet this parking lot, every single person had a bumper sticker. They're all wearing t-shirts about rats and it was just the funniest thing ever. And Bert did really, really good. He actually got a big ribbon the very first day. He was um, the fastest in the instinct trial or something like that his first time. And so they really hooked us by giving us a big ribbon that first day. We were like, oh yeah, we're definitely coming back to this. We're we're already winning. (laughs) So they hooked us in to barn hunt. And since then we've gone and done it a bunch of times. And I love posting about it because it's really fun. It's something I would never, ever imagine myself doing if you'd asked me five years ago, what I would do for fun. I would never ever say this, but it's just been a cool hobby and the people are so nice. Everyone is so nice. And every time I post about it online, I get so many questions and um, feel like I make friends with people online through this because it's not super popular. It's not like doing agility. It's it's pretty niche. There's not a lot of people doing barn hunt. So I really am thankful to Bert for exposing me to that whole world and a whole new world of people and um just you know it never it never stops surprising me just how wonderful dog people are uh in general you know i think that there are definitely some places where there's trauma online and some of us you know even myself like i said earlier i can be kind of nervous to share the reality of what is going on in our lives because i don't want to be criticized online however in general I think that dog people are just the best people and I wouldn't know any of them if it weren't for Bert and Lucy. So these dogs, they're my whole life. They're the reason why I know all of you and they're the reason why I do what I do. So um, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed learning about Bert. If you missed the episode about Lucy, again, you can go back. It is episode 264. This is episode 266, so it's just two weeks ago. And of course, I also have show notes for every single episode in the podcast at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. I hope that you are subscribed. If you are not, hit that plus button and make sure to rate and review the show. Then tune in next week when I will have a interview with a really awesome woman in the pet industry who has kind of an online course empire about dog training that I'm really excited to share with you.